Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It with Emma and Claire. We are back for part two of our F-Boy Island bonus episode series. We're so excited. After this week's episode of The Bachelorette, I think what we all need is some low-stakes drama and specifically to watch Nikki Glaser give some F-Boys some much-needed therapy. Yes, more fake therapy in our fake reality TV, please. Joining us to discuss episodes four to six of HBO Max's reality hit F-Boy Island is Sandra Ellen, who writes the truly great on the media newsletter. Sandra, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. On the top note level, like just wonderful to watch a reality dating show that does not leave me by the end of like every season needing therapy like yeah is exactly is great. like I don't need more things in my life that cause me to need like emotional processing yeah. and this this show provides only happiness so let's start at the beginning of episode four so the, these shockwaves are rippling through still because it has just been confirmed that Garrett is a flaming f-boy as Nakia says and Garrett is still sort of trying to pretend that he's not, but everyone knows now. Yeah, he's just told them all, like, sure, I was talking to this girl before, <laughs> and we're on a break. It's fine. It, that wasn't a relationship. He is saying to Casey, like, oh, it's tough because I, like, I really like Sarah. Now I have to persuade her to trust me again. I'm going to have to sit her down and, like, tell her what's up. Like, I like Sarah, man. And... The reason I'm here is because I'm here to find, you know, love. I'm like, could you make your pauses any longer? It is. The insincerity is just 
unreal. I I love it. Did you guys also notice how at one point he says like acquisitions that have been completely taken out of context? Like he takes like <laughs> mergers and acquisitions and merges it with the word accusations. I mean, that's just the level of intellect that I love to see from our friend it was Garrett. A it beautiful really matches. portmanteau from our boy. Um, he knows exactly what he's doing. <laughs> no, he is just too emotionally distraught to reach for the right word here. <laughs> to reach for the right word. He's like, he wants to, in his in the moment, like interview he really he's like i really like her it's hard to even admit it he's doing the you know the classic oh i've been an f boy and but i'm it's protecting this genuine squishy soul that's open to love and i'm afraid to let down my walls for this remarkable woman that i targeted explicitly because she was really credulous compared <laughs> to my first choice and, like, it's hard for me to admit that I'm falling in love. Come on, Garrett. We weren't born yesterday. Yeah. Okay, Garrett. Only Sarah was born yesterday. Only Sarah. <laughs> I do feel like I've allowed myself to really forget that she was solidly his third choice. Um, oh, like, he yeah. approached everybody else before he approached Sarah. Yeah. But he goes, he goes to Sarah, and he's, like, tail between his legs. He's like, Sarah, I've never been so excited ashamed and embarrassed to see you the emotions of a man in love you <laughs> he's know seen her so many times and this is the <laughs> most ashamed he's ever been <laughs> and his first approach is really just to be like didn't it kind of suck that that other guy matt took the low road by calling me out when he was eliminated Instead I was so of like glad being a Sarah man, <laughs> did not fall for this. She was like, "No, this isn't about Matt. Like, this is about your actions." Yeah, uh, she was like, "I don't give a fuck about the bro code right now. Like, do you have a girlfriend or not?" And Garrett he's like, says, no. "No." He says, "When I said we took a break, I didn't mean like a break. Like, I meant like uh, we split up." And you know, I'm just not an asshole, so I didn't tell her that it was, like, over for good. I just, like, kept her on the hook for later. That's what you do when you're, like, a nice guy and you're That's trying so to permanently brilliant. end something. Babe, you mean so much to me. I'm going on a reality show. I'm looking for love on that reality show. I might come back to you. Stick around just in case because I'm such a nice guy. I Genius. mean, Garrett, wow. Just brilliant. Genius. Sarah, unfortunately, just really likes Garrett. And so she gives him so much latitude. She tells the other women, she's like, you know, I think he like wants to be genuine, but it's hard for him. This is such a lie that women tell themselves, like, because like men talk so much shit about us. It's like, what else are we supposed to do? It's like, you have to find a way to like process that in your mind that isn't like I'm surrounded by the enemy. You're like, oh, he said all that shit about me being the old ball and chain and how like. what a nag I am because like he has to save face in front of his guy friends no sweetie like that's that's not how you talk about people you love he's just an asshole and so Garrett uh is confiding in Casey and Casey does like the worst possible thing which is like I'm gonna try to work things from my angle I'm gonna go to CJ and be like Garrett (laughs) feels really bad and defend you and he doesn't even get a chance. CJ's not receptive. She won't even touch him. She's like, why are you, like, married to Garrett? Immediately, <laughs> before he even tries to defend Garrett, she's like, you shouldn't be friends with him anymore. And he says, well, you have to understand, he's, like, my best friend here. And she's like, I don't care at all. And 
he says, well, how bad would that look if I just like dumped him at the first sign of trouble? And she says, it would look like you were here to find a girlfriend, not find a boyfriend. CJ is so like vicious. It is incredible. (laughs) CJ's pretty mean. (laughs) She's so mean. Let's be real. I I thought that this was actually not a good look for CJ, to Mm-mm. be honest. Mm-mm. She's I trying agree. to control who he is friends with. And, like, the fact that Garrett sucks is not, like, a strong of enough mark against him, in my opinion, that it's a good look for Casey to immediately dump him. Like, friendship is complicated. And I thought that he was thinking about this from, like, a macro, like, after-the-show perspective. Like oh, like, if we are together, like, I have friends and I don't want you to tell me who I can and cannot hang out with. Like, that's controlling behavior. So I felt like he was actually taking a bit of a long view with this one and being like, this is an indication of what this woman would be like in a relationship. Yeah, that's a really good point. I thought sort of the same thing, which is like the strategic move here for Casey, if he just wants to win with CJ, is to do what she wants. And to dump his friend who is getting his stink all over Casey. And instead, Casey is saying, like, I want to establish a relationship dynamic that would be functional for us in the real world. It surprised me because I think Casey is a total fuckboy. Yeah. Oh, I think he's definitely. He had to do. He's definitely an F boy, but I also think he actually, he has, he's an F boy with principles, Claire. (laughs) And listen, (laughs) that's the problem with this, like, false binary that they've created here. I mean, F-boys can have principles. Oh, yeah. nice guys can be pieces of shit. Like, that's the problem. I saw saw an interesting interview um, with Ilan Gale where they were sort of explaining that, like, they specifically created this binary and it's meant to only exist within the confines of the show. As in, like, Mm F-boy is an indicator that this person came to the show in the hopes of like fucking around and finding money. A nice guy is is an indicator that the guy came on the show with the intent of trying to form a relationship. Like thinking that that, that it was a traditional dating show. Yes. And that it, it, that is that there is like that those indicators are not meant to necessarily uh, sync up with like morality. But they need they needed to have a seeming binary for the the concept right. of the show. I, I think the it works for the show. On a traditional dating show, you're always trying to find out who the hidden fuckboys are who came on who are cast to find love. And and on like a fuck around on the island show, you're always looking for the people who deep down just want to fall in love and yeah. stay together. So like obviously casting them that way does not completely suss out because people don't exist on a binary like this, as, right. as we're saying. I mean Yeah, the thing that also has been, like, really bouncing around in my head and, like, is a question that I haven't discovered an answer to is, like, is it more of a red flag to be a self-proclaimed nice guy or a self-proclaimed F-boy? And I really don't know. I think they're (laughs) both really bad. (laughs) They're both really huge red flags. I (laughs) agree. Huge red flags. Like, at least if you say I'm a fuckboy, you're self-aware. If you say I'm a nice guy then you are using that perceived identity as a crutch for the entirety of our relationship and never taking any responsibility for being a bad person. So, like, I don't want to do that. But then again, yeah, if you say you're a fuckboy, then when you pull some shit, then you're just like, I told you. I I told you. I told you I was a bad boy. You took on The real lesson here is don't date men. That's don't I think that's the real lesson here. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's always been our mistake. 
So <laughs> Nakia, meanwhile, has still has this love triangle going with OG Jared, which I love that they've gone with this appellation of OG and new Jared. The like choice of nomenclature is so funny. Like just like if between F boy and like OG versus new, it's just like. <laughs> It's irreverent. It's terrific. It's, it's irreverent. Great. It's so Yeah, the whole good. show really goes with this, like, cheeky tone. And I think that yeah. it works. And I think that it, like, works also to to counteract the, like, heavy morality that could underpin it. Mm-hmm. And because, but because the tone is so fun, it's like, it doesn't really matter. This it's is like, all none cheeky. Of this is Don't real. take it too seriously. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. So she has this this – uh, love triangle going with OG Jared and Colin. And she's worried that it's like a real love triangle in the sense that they have this bromance that is going to make her love triangle with them awkward. I don't think that she has to worry about that lasting too much longer. Yeah, because they become the competition enemies. is heating up very quickly. <laughs> Colin in this episode finally gets a kiss from Nakia, which he's been angling for for a while. After he kind of slips in and takes OG Jared's seat where OG Jared has been talking to her for a while. And Jared sees this kiss and he is very upset. So he decides to go to Nakia and just be like, to be honest, it hurts that you kissed Colin right there after we were talking. To be real, it just annoys the shit out of me. That pisses me (laughs) off. A plus, Jared. Well handled. You, he was like, I want to use this to express to Nakia how real my feelings are. And he goes up to her and is like, you really pissed me off there, lady. And Nakia does not suffer fools. She's like, no, we're done yeah. here. Like, this is actually my process. I get to kiss who I want. Mm-hmm. This conversation yeah. is done, which I appreciated. I think Nakia strikes the right note, sort of in. But it's a, it's a really incredible the range uh, from CJ to Sarah, and with Nakia in the middle of like striking the right note of like not suffering shit from guys without being like unnecessarily punitive and mean, cruel. <laughs> uh, she's just like, no, we're not talking about this. I get to be selfish. Moving on. So they go to a group date. Uh, of making music videos. This one was also fully set up to showcase Nakia because she is a recording artist. She's she like released a music video before like last summer or something. And so CJ is at a huge disadvantage because CJ has a history of being cast in music videos and being edited out of them because she is so bad so funny even at being a model in a music video she says as so a model funny. i've ruined so many music videos the weekend cut me out of his music video they only showed <laughs> knee down knee I'm down sorry. that's iconic that's so, so it's good. incredible it really endeared cj to me so nakia immediately just like takes control of her team she's firing off orders detailed direction she's got a vision and the result I thought looked really good. It looked like a like a music video, and then she choreographs in shoving Garrett in the pool, and I loved that uh, for her. A plus. Yeah. A the forethought to plus. to choose him for her music video so that she could put him in the pool. But honestly, like all of the dances were really cute, and it looked like a fun date. Like they all just seemed to be having a good fucking time. I I love that uh, CJ manages to gut through it just by doing full blue steel at the camera the whole time and just, like, popping her hips. I'm like, great. Do what you can do. I thought her guys were, like, pretty good. They were very in sync. I was (laughs) impressed that everyone seemed to really remember the choreography. 
Yeah. Sarah, meanwhile, is like, well, I chose Cameron because he looks like he can dance, which I don't know how to even unpack that statement. (laughs) Fortunately for her, he was a professional dancer. Unfortunately for her, she did not mean that she wanted a lap dance, I guess, which which is what he does. It seems to be the only thing he contributes to her group dance. He's like, now I will solo at the end. And then it like flashes up this like screen that just has a picture of him like you know just like posing and it just says tragic mike oh Ugh. cameron perfect that's rough. honestly that's rough. that was mean of the producers but it got me that it was, was funny really nice. yeah it was beautiful it was beautiful and mean and unfair <laughs> so- i thought that at least part of how bad this was was because sarah didn't want to be getting a lap dance like she looks like she is at her office bachelorette party and they were like lunchtime male stripper like she looks so out of her element yeah which is you know not really cameron's fault and also sort of how how sarah looks all of the time (laughs) also how she looks all the time this whole show is just a a lunchtime bachelorette surprise party that has been sprung on sarah and she's just doing her best Wow. She's like, thanks so much for this, guys. It's exactly what I wanted. I'm so surprised. And at the after party, Nikki and Colin are just all over each other, like, making out. OG Jared is just trying to do some repair work, you know, apologizing for being rude by telling her that he was mad at her when what he was trying to express is that he is really into her. And she's like, oh, it's so nice that he said I'm sorry. (laughs) I love seeing these glimpses of just the rock bottom standards we have for men. (laughs) CJ, meanwhile, is so annoyed with Casey that she is paying more attention to new Jared, um, who just seems like such F-boy material to me. Like, he's like, oh... I'm used to women pursuing me and like he's just showering her with compliments about how difficult it was for her to lead six men in this music video challenge. It was like he was like, I've never seen something like that before. A woman like, leading men. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> um, but she's feeling it. She loves she loves the positive attention. Um, and so it's time for them now to select men for solo overnight dates, kind of like a surprise low rent fantasy suite. They love a here. surprise on this show. Like yeah, a little bit here of foreshadowing, but they just they love a surprise. Even though there's no like set <laughs> format to the show, they still like will throw in a curveball. Constant <laughs> surprises, constant like, you know, rejiggering of the form. And yeah, I'm here for the it. Barely established form. <laughs> <laughs> totally non-existent. It's constant. It's called constant iteration. Yeah. <laughs> so Sarah, Sarah, for some reason, decides to take Chris on this overnight date, who she like immediately seems to dislike. Uh, but I guess she recently went on a date with Josh and Garrett is being punished. So Chris is her only option. <laughs> she very quickly is like, his energy is very aggressive. I would like him to sleep on a cot and I would like this date to end. <laughs> My favorite part of this was when she, like, gets a little bit of, like, strawberry on her face, and he's like, oh, I was going to lick it off for you. And I thought that was kind of cute, but then it, like, flashed this thing that was, like, F-boy alert, 
food fetish. (laughs) I was like, these producers have no concept of what a fetish is, first of all. But also, it was just like a funny, like, flirt. It was very weird. It was really weird. I I do think Chris does have some, like, very aggressive energy, though. He has really, really creepy vibes. Really creepy vibes. That was almost the least creepy moment of, of their whole interaction. I, I think this the general vibe was not for Sarah, and she was like, good night. Meanwhile, Nakia takes OG Jared. He's out of the doghouse very quickly. Yeah, it's the funny thing about their dynamic is that it's, like, impossible for Colin to ever get out of the doghouse, no matter what he does. And OG Jared is always getting out of the doghouse immediately and constantly and then getting back into it. And yeah. I can't quite figure out what what the di- reason for that difference is um but she immediately wants more time with him after after this little dust up they've had and they just drunkenly stare into each other's eyes all night and are like your trouble and then like make out we we all know what your trouble means we know what that means yeah. it means i'm gonna bang you it means yeah. sex <laughs> cj takes casey to find out if he likes garrett or her which is <laughs> the binary two options that exist and she works on this mission by horizontal making out with him for like a while, which does seem to indicate that he likes her. But I don't know. Have we seen if he's done any horizontal making out with Garrett? Like, I, there's a lot of evidence we don't have yet. Yeah. So they take a break for making out and he's feeding her grapes. And he says, I'm going to get real here. Like, I'm your man. I like you. I'm confident in us. I don't want to be an asshole, but I have to be able to make my own decisions. Garrett is one of my best friends here. And CJ's like, you and your boy thing, like, who are you here for? You want to sit and talk about your friends and defend them. You can sleep in the living room. And Casey says, my friends are important to me. This is a two-way street, a 50-50 relationship. I want to have some decisions in this too. You can walk all over some of these guys, but you're not going to walk all over me. And CJ gets up and says, I think you're super confused, Casey, and starts shouting pterodactyl really loudly at the house. (laughs) At this point, it's not a code word. It's just a joke because it's obvious to everyone what's going on when she shouts pterodactyl. I love, I think you're really confused as a fight tactic. (laughs) I I think that's really cool. I'm going to start using that. Like, I'm not going to explain to you why I'm upset. I just think that you are confused. Like, (laughs) there's something, there's something happening here and it's not my problem to fix it. I do think that he edges a little bit into something I didn't care for. Like, I do feel like he starts to get a little bit like, you're walking all over these other guys. You're not going to walk all over me. I feel like there's a little bit of a dominance play happening here. That That's where I started to get the fuckboy vibes again, where I was like, oh, is he just trying to show that he's the one in charge and that some women respond to that in a way that allows him to dictate the terms of the relationship? I think that's definitely can be a tactic. And I was like, I don't love that he's saying, like, you're not going to walk all over me. And like, I know you don't want anybody else. But that oh, that's where he lost me. me. That oh, is yeah. where he really lost me. Where he's like, mm-hmm. I know you don't want anyone else, CJ. I know you don't like you just want me. Like the cockiness that was sort of underlying the initially good statement. I was like, okay, Casey, yeah. you're definitely an F boy. Yeah. And I sort of appreciated that CJ was like, No, I don't need you. You can go home. Yeah. She was like, I think I want someone else. <laughs> she's like we're not equals we're not equal partners what are you talking about (laughs) no 
That was um, so funny. That was so <laughs> funny. What are you talking about? She was like, she went up to Nikia. She was like, he's saying we're equal. We're not equal. We are not. We are not equal. I'm in charge. Isn't that adorable? <laughs> I think that's a really, it's a really shitty thing to say, but it's also so funny. Oh it's my God. so funny. And she sends him, she sends him home, basically. And Casey's says, like, go to Garrett. Worried. Go to Garrett. So meanwhile, it's time for eliminations. And CJ arrives in black <laughs> with a little black fascinator. She's li- she's giving the seagull. She's giving I'm mourning for my <laughs> life. Like it's so it's so theatrical and like literate. Oh, I was obsessed. Did she pack this for a bad eliminations week? Or did she simply request it of production? She was like, I've On seen what's rider. happening and I need a mourning outfit. Can you please provide one? Search the island. Nikki asks her about it, and she says, I'm in mourning. And Nikki says, did you lose someone? And she says, I lost hope. So good. It reminded me of when my old, like, middle school science teacher wore all black to school, and it turned out it was because Bob Knight was no longer the head basketball coach at IU. (laughs) And we were like, okay, like, that sounds sad for you. So CJ picks as her bottom two, Casey and Kevin. Who's Kevin? No one knows. Exactly. I don't know who any of these people are. Most of the time, the bottom two are either like they're actually their top choices or people that we've never seen on this show before. Yeah. Sarah picks Cameron. Sarah tries something this episode that made me sad, which is she tries to do little quippy lines and then no one laughs at them except her and then she gets nervous and like tries to like say something else (laughs) taking them back she's like Cameron your lap dance didn't blow me away (laughs) I mean sorry just like I don't know I don't really know if we have the connection Anthony you are a tall drink of water but I'm just not that thirsty (laughs) just kidding I don't know I just feel like you need to try hard like I'm just like Sarah (laughs) you're not a comedian this isn't working like don't embarrass yourself like this um also they're like mean jokes (laughs) it's like you have to really commit like cj not care if no one laughs nakia picks Tariq and paul and ultimately they pick cameron Tariq, and kevin duh because cj is just trying to scare casey however then nikki says there's a twist tonight it's a double elimination all six men are leaving (laughs) Incredible. This is this is where I take a little bit of issue because (laughs) you're you're building a world and like it's a world that has to be governed by rules and you're allowed to break the rules once they have been codified. No, I'm fine with it. It's just chaos. Just change the rules to fit whatever storyline you're building. I don't care. I think it matters a little less because being eliminated doesn't mean that you entirely leave the world of the show. Yeah, you're right. And so I do think that like the rules matter a little bit less for that reason. I think that they fully production saw who was picked and they saw what CJ was doing and they were in Nikki's little earbud being like, we're doing something different this time. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're like, Casey, no, we're throwing a wrench in this shit. I also, okay. One, one more critique of this method just to get up on my little uh 
reality TV soapbox <laughs> is that I don't like the new trend of giving the host too much power. Like I think mm. that I need the host to be a little bit less a part of the story because it removes all the agency from the characters. Like mm. I need I need CJ to have a little bit more control in that situation than to just have the rug pulled out from under her. Like it makes me be like, it doesn't really matter what she does. I, I think of Nikki Glaser as like a hurricane that sweeps through. She's like, She's it's like, like the God. It's like That's man fine. versus nature, you know? And it's like, what agency do we have is just trying to grapple with this senseless force, <laughs> you know, that is that is tearing through our world and reshaping it. And that's kind of Nikki's role. Nikki's you have the to, hurricane. You have to think of Nikki as the hurricane. The, but the women have no idea. Like, Nikki is literally whispering to CJ, like, did you know this? They're all like, did I miss CJ an email? Like, were we not CC'd? Um, <laughs> we weren't. We weren't told. And But no, none of them knew. And uh, then all six guys reveal their statuses. Paul is a nice guy. Tariq is a nice guy. Cameron is a nice guy. Anthony is an F-boy. Kevin is an F-boy. And Casey is an F-boy. Honestly, I could have predicted Duh. all of those. Yeah. yeah. That, that they were clear. all extremely obvious. Yeah. And Casey is just absolutely gobsmacked. He's like, is Ashton Kutcher about to come out? Am I on punk right now? Which I love the idea that he's on a reality show within a reality show. <laughs> it's a crossover moment. <laughs> it's really just like, a me- it's a meta moment. He's reflecting on his childhood. He's pulling out the cultural references. He's wondering if this entire world has in fact been crafted for him, Casey, is this the true He's show? having a main character moment. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, main character like- energy. That is what he's bringing to us. <laughs> and I kind of love this because I think this entire move was just designed specifically to take Casey down a peg. Totally. Like, he is like, how can I be eliminated? I'm the winner. That's yeah. not how reality dating shows work. And they're like, It's like killing Sorry, off your Casey. main character in chapter four. He needs to be humbled. So yeah. he needs to go to Limbro. But it's also a humbling for CJ because CJ didn't intend for this to happen. CJ has now been put in the position of feeling apologetic to Casey, who she previously felt like she was very much in the superior position to. She's apologizing. She's like, I wouldn't have played it that way if I'd known. She's really been had the rug pulled out from under her and the moral high ground taken from her. For both of them. I actually think it was a good move in that way. Like it humbled both of them and it got them both to grapple with their own like just assholery a little bit. <laughs> and at this point, the the episode comes to an end, episode four, and we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with episode five. Can you keep up? I like love it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually 
work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love Article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from Article, that lovely chair out on my deck, Article, our big console, Article, my bed frame, Article. This is an Article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first Article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we're back. So the last episode left us on a cliffhanger because Casey said, fine, I'm going home. I will say my piece. At the top of this episode, he does, in fact, do that. He says, the only thing I wanted to say to you, CJ, is that last night I just wanted to express my feelings, that you weren't giving me the respect I deserved and you didn't even hear me out. That speaks volumes of you. The fact of the matter is you don't deserve any of these guys. 
This whole facade that you put on with your comedy and the pterodactyl bullshit I see straight through you. Nakia's like, dude, calm down. Stop. And I was actually really fascinated by the fact that CJ was like, kind of took this really harsh comment in stride and was like, hey, I mean, I don't fully disagree with you. Like, I do use comedy to deflect. And that's something I'm working on. Yeah. Uh, And then Casey says, you know, I get that. But unless you let someone in, you don't deserve any of these men. And then he does something interesting. He says, especially Sean. He's one of the best people I've ever met. And you don't (laughs) deserve him. I was like, what is Casey trying to do here exactly? Like, Screw Sean over? (laughs) I think he's trying to get CJ to pursue Sean out of spite for him, Casey. Mm. Mm. Because he doesn't think that they're a good match and that this will be like a diversion of CJ's Oh, that's time. interesting. Well, I- he does, yeah. He does say in the previous episode, I feel like there's like one in the moment of him being like, I just don't think that Sean and CJ are a good match. Like, I just don't think he can handle a woman like that. And then to come at the at the beginning of this episode and be like, you don't deserve this man. He's too good for you. Right. Very weird. It's Something- weird. Something tactical is happening. I don't know. And it works because CJ is immediately like, time for me to give Sean some attention. Apparently he's a really great guy. We see Casey in his kind of like in the moment interview and he's just like, you know, railing against CJ, getting all of his anger out. And CJ comes up behind him. And as he's being like, like, the fact that the fact is she's 30 years old and I feel I'm more emotionally mature than she is. And okay, buddy, CJ comes in behind him. She's like, I wish you weren't so harsh. I didn't actually eliminate you. And then she says, you're very special to me and I'm sorry things didn't go well. And then he kisses her forehead and bids her adieu. And so off the F boys go to Limbro, the nice guys, presumably to the grotto where they're all making protein shakes in each other's mouths and stuff like that. (laughs) Stuff that nice men deserve to have happen to them. And we next see them all at a night pool party where Garrett is showing his contrition for everything he's done by offering to get all 14 people drinks. Meanwhile, Sean and CJ are ready to give this old thing the college try now that Casey has laid the groundwork. But there's also new Jared who has decided to swoop in on CJ. And the two of them are like making eyes at each other and talking about how they're both alphas and like that's a good thing in a relationship. Definitely. I I always say like it's you want to have two people who feel they're in charge, just butting heads constantly. That's when Jomar interrupts and new Jared is like, no, I'm I'm not leaving. I'm still talking to CJ. And CJ says, don't be bratty. <laughs> okay. The fact that she loves to call people bratty <laughs> is her go-to. In- including herself. It's so funny because I've literally only ever heard that term applied to, like, children or it's, like, a kink thing. But she just, like, <laughs> uses it as, like, a general sort of characteristic. Like- CJ has her own language it's so cool i'm gonna start using that (laughs) you're confused you're bratty these are the things i'm taking away from this show yeah on the other hand nakia is just like jared and colin are definitely f boys but i like them so i'm gonna ignore that 
Yeah, she's just following her bliss. You know, yeah. who can who can blame that? Sarah has worn just an incredibly bold black and white bandana over her mm. hair for this date, which I mentioned because it's the only thing I could pay attention to whenever it was on screen. I feel like it was really wearing her um, <laughs> in a way that you don't often see. And so her bandana sits down with Josh. And, you know, Chris, meanwhile, we see in his interview comparing Josh to, like, a Toyota Camry. He's safe and predictable. And then he's like, I'm like a Ferrari. I move fast and with conviction. If a man compares himself to a Ferrari, that is, like, one million red flags. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing I need less in my life than a Ferrari, except a man who is comparable to a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just just pulling out pulling out a car metaphor in general, I consider like a major, major red flag. I agree. But then when you add the specific reference to a Ferrari, it becomes even worse. Yeah. If you were like, I'm like a Mitsubishi, I'm like, okay, like, I don't know, maybe. Chris is like, I just don't see Sarah with someone like Josh, with someone like a Toyota Camry. I don't really see Sarah with a Ferrari type of guy. So, like, I'm going to have to differ with with Chris on that one. Also, Chris is doing something very stupid right here, which is that he's going after someone that Sarah obviously is into. This is, like, the worst tactical move. Yeah. It proves to be the case that Chris thinks he's really good at tactics, but he sucks at them. Like, he's terrible. Um, But... Sarah's having a great time with Josh. She asks her what her favorite chips are. They laugh. They make out. He's like, I don't want to mess up all your makeup. He's so obviously a nice guy. It's Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Garrett still wants some time with Sarah. And he tells her that he just wants to have honesty between them. I don't want to focus on the past. Just honesty going forward. And Sarah is like totally down. That's like that's like a major thing that has been confusing throughout is they keep saying like I came here as an F boy but I really feel like this experience has transformed me and I'm just like <laughs> in what way truly yeah. how truly how and what part of this experience like just I, what part? I I have to say if anything it's the scarcity of women yes. like yeah. that they have to compete for just three women instead of having endless models in the club, I guess, is forcing them to change their behavior. But is that really a lasting change? Like, is that a dynamic that's going to continue to hold in the real world? I'm gonna have to say no. So I'm not convinced. Uh, Sarah sits down with Chris and is like, yeah, I've been having a good night. I've been having fun with everyone up until now. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Also, she's absolutely not kidding. She hates Chris. She she's hates not him. kidding. Josh comes up after just a few moments with Chris and steals more time with her. He's like, let's get a drink together. Your drink is low. My drink is low. Let's get a drink. And she's like, yeah, great. And then she and Josh sort of rejoin the whole group and sit down together amidst the guys. And Chris just starts heckling. He's like, Josh, you can let her go for two minutes, man. We're not going to steal her. You can stand next to her, bro, but you're walking around with a leash on her, bro. Poor Josh is immediately like, oh, my God. Yes, she is an independent woman. I, I'll, you, I, I'll, I'll move. I won't sit here. Like, it's fine. And Chris is, like, really going hard. And Sarah leaves with Welcome to, to hang out with Welcome. And Chris, after she leaves, really goes after Josh, he's like, we get it. You like the chick, but you got to be a little bit of a gentleman about it. 
Josh is staying very cool. He's like, I have been a gentleman. I've been letting people get time. And like, you have your way of handling this and I have mine. And Chris says, well, your way is a bitch way. How does he think this plays well for him? Like, I'm like baffled by this as a move. Like, he's trying to pick a fight, but he is so clearly behaving in an aggressive and disrespectful manner that, like, it's hard to see how he he could personally come out of this looking good. He has absolutely no moral high ground in this fight. He also went after someone who is, like, extremely mild-mannered. And yeah. Like, kind and also in a very good place with the woman that they're both pursuing. Like, on every level, it was a terrible move. And Josh does get a little angry, but he still seems very in control. He's raises yeah. his voice a little. He says, I've been sitting here talking to you in a low manner, but if you want to turn me up, I've got two sides. You're pressing me and I don't appreciate it. You're calling me a bitch. Fuck you. And... <laughs> Chris says, just don't expect everyone, including me, to be cordial from here on out. Which, like, only you, bro. Like, no one else has a problem with Josh. Like, he's like, I've decided we all have a problem with Josh now. Because I've decided that. And so finally, Josh just removes himself from the situation. And the women come over to investigate. They're like, Chris, what happened? CJ says, oh... Chris called Josh a bitch. And he says, no, I said he was acting like a bitch, which is something women are accustomed to having sort of dissected in a hair-splitting manner. And we love it when someone says you're acting like a bitch, and then they're like, well, I didn't call you a bitch. Like, that that's always a reassuring feeling. Yeah, no, acting like a bitch is a temporary <laughs> state, whereas being, being a, a bitch, bitch is you a can't escape permanent. that. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's fundamentally very different. Mm. Yeah, don't define me by this one time that I was acting like a bitch, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The following day... We're, we're back to another game. Douche tank. I felt like this this was probably the challenge that illuminated the most out <laughs> of all the challenges we've yeah. seen. Like, at least they had to say things in response to specific questions during this challenge. So the men are sort of each individually put under uh, a makeshift bucket of water that the women can pull a rope and dump on them uh, if they are not satisfied with their answers to individual questions. And I like that Nikia's like, yeah, some of these dudes I just want to see wet, so I'm going to yeah. dunk them, which I happens yeah. to Greg. I don't know how much the men appreciate this approach, I have to say, which is fair. <laughs> um, Greg, Greg's question is mean. It is a mean question. There is no good answer to the, que- to the question, F, Mary kill, CJ, Sarah, Nikia. He does as well as, as well as one can. He says, I'll F, Nikia. And I'll marry Nakia and I'll kill no one. And everyone's like, yeah, that's nice. And then <laughs> Nakia dunks him because she's like, oh, I just like wanted to see him wet. Um, then yeah. we get new Jared who starts off strong. Like oh. he's asked, is there like a number of sexual partners that would like turn you off if CJ had like a certain number? And he was like, not at all. There would never be a number. It doesn't matter if it's high or it's low. Just keeps rambling. He's like, hopefully it's low. Dunked. It doesn't matter if it's high or it's low, but hopefully it's low. Like, <laughs> yeah. like sir, quit while you are ahead. Quit while you're ahead. Oh, um, God. Both OG Jared and Colin completely shit the bed when they are asked why they're the better match for Nakia. Like, the most they can say about her is, like, 
we're good together and she makes content. Yeah, Colin's like, well, we both make content like with her videos and stuff. (laughs) I would love for a future partner to say that they're interested in me because I make content. <laughs> that is like such <laughs> or like such a funny way to connect. You <laughs> work in audio. I speak sometimes. Thus I, speak. I make audio. Like I make audio with my mouth. He's like, it would be really dope for like collabs and shit. Cause like <laughs> we both like we could really maximize our collective audience. <laughs> yeah. And- it was terrible. Nakia's really hurt by both of their answers. Um, She says, you know, I think they like each other more than they like me. I think on some level what she wanted was for them to go after each other, too. Yeah. Um, Because she's like, they like each other more than they like me. And instead, each of them kind of focused on their relationship with her and then didn't even say that much about it. Like, OG Jared said, like, oh, we're tailor-made to be together. Like, whatever. Anyone can say that. That's garbage. Garrett's question is about his girlfriend back home. And he says that they were more like F buddies. And Nikki's like, is that an answer you buy, Sarah? And she's like, yeah. Yeah, no, we talked about it. We discussed it. So he doesn't get dunked. The only guy who 100% needed to get dunked during this. And Sarah doesn't have the guts to dunk him. It just made me sad. It made me (sighs) sad. Thank God he got pushed in the pool already. (laughs) And... Then they have a pool party, at the end of which they pick three guys to stay just for a nightcap. And they pick Sean, Garrett, and Greg. I think that we can all tell who picked who. And Garrett's like, I really want to spice things up tonight with Sarah. So I came with some fun questions for her. He's really looking to make amends with Sarah by asking her questions like, what do you like about me? And she's like, oh, you're confident, you're ambitious. They talk about how they both want, like, to own a bunch of beautiful resort properties in the Cayman Islands. Oh, I loved this. <laughs> They're both entrepreneurial. And he's like, he's like, I'm going to buy this whole villa. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, you connect. This is a love match. Yeah. So we just connect over how much we just love fucking expensive things and just, like, yeah. owning property. That's... <laughs> They're the kind of couple where, like, when they say we're going to take over the world together, they mean they're, like, literally going to, like, <laughs> colonize every available space. We're going to buy up all the territory. <laughs> and he asks her what is her favorite type of foreplay. And she's like, I don't know. And he says, well, how about two options? Dirty talking or my lips and tongue in the right places. Are these mutually exclusive? <laughs> I would be really weirded out, actually, if foreplay consisted just purely of the guy sitting there and saying, like, filthy <laughs> shit and, like, not touching Without him. doing anything. Yeah, he's just, like, sitting there in a full suit and tie, just like, mm. like <laughs> five feet between her on the bed and just, like, saying a bunch of, like, extremely explicit <laughs> shit. I don't know what people are into, but that... Seem like an unusual dichotomy yeah. to me. Um, meanwhile, Greg and Nakia seem to be having like a sweet time together. She still thinks he could be an F boy, um, but he wants to know about her love languages, which are acts of service and physical touch. It's simply not a dating show anymore without love languages. Mm-mm. They are the no, language they must be referenced of the show. Dating shows. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. S- meanwhile, Sean and CJ are hanging out by the pool. 
he is visibly very uncomfortable, like nervous, having difficulty Poor kind Sean. of doing the give and take with her. <sighs> so sweet. He's, he's says, also very handsome. He is very oh handsome. He doesn't have that that like I don't think he has much game, which like not not is none at all. Yeah. It's very endearing. Yeah. He's she, definitely a nice guy. Yeah. She's literally like, I'm comfortable around him. I'm not sure if he feels comfortable around me. He keeps, like, seeming unsure what to say, coughing nervously to fill the silence. They resort to some conversation starters. CJ eventually gives him this gold-plated opportunity to go in for a kiss. And he moves in at an absolutely glacial pace. But he does finally get there, and they have, I think, their first kiss. And CJ is pleased with this. She's like, you know, am I just rebounding? Uh, Maybe. But it's nice. Like, I'm having a nice time. And so they make out in the pool. I'm not feeling good about Sean's long-term chances based on this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eliminations. CJ selects new Jared because of what he said during the douche tank. And Jomar, who I am reminded has never been in a relationship, which is a massive red flag on this show. CJ's like, this is too much work for me to do. Um, Sarah selects Chris again for the argument with Josh and welcome just because like she has stronger connections with other guys. I want to point out that Sarah does not try to do any little lines during this elimination. She's been humbled by last time and she has pivoted. A much stronger showing. Yeah. Uh, And finally, Nakia picks Colin and OG Jared, who like everyone knows are basically her top two. Mm-hmm. but she was very hurt by what they each said and didn't say in the douche tank. And they, they all get a moment to defend themselves. Usually it's not that memorable, but OG Jared takes this moment to say, Nakia, I'm falling in love with you, which clearly rocks her deeply to her core. It's I not, mean. not looking good for Colin. She's made, she's made him fall in love with her. Like who could question that? And she is beaming. I want to back up though. He says, I'm, I think I'm starting to fall for you. Mm -hmm. And Nikki Glazer comes in and says, are you saying you're falling in love with her? Mm -hmm. Which we, as Bachelor viewers, know are not the same things. You're falling for someone, then you're falling in love with someone. She's nudging him a couple steps forward down the path. She's jumped the gun, but he owns it. And this is this is a running theme with him is that he sort of understands the hierarchy mm-hmm. of falling in love in a oh, way he that does. the men do he, not. And we'll get to this later, but he clarifies that falling in love is not the same thing as being in love because again, he is a student, he is Obviously. a student of the bachelor. We all know this. Um but before they get to what we think will be eliminations, Nikki is like plot twist actually right now everyone is going to have to reveal their status as a nice guy or an F-boy. People are starting to, like, fall in love here. It's time to tell the truth. And the men look absolutely panicked. So one by one, we get their statuses. Josh is a nice guy. Duh. Welcome is our first F-boy. And I want to say that the use, then, of their casting footage paired with these reveals is oh. the most brilliant move. So I loved good. it so much. I had to like write down in my notes a quote from each F-boy casting tape. <laughs> Welcome says, yo, I'm just here to clap. You look good. I look good. 
<laughs> Wait, and is this is this where CJ makes the comment about him where she's like, she's like, I'm so surprised. You're so artsy. How could you be an F boy? And I was like, oh, yeah. oh, you've oh, never God. been to Bushwick. Yeah. <laughs> a single person from Bushwick. Like, what are you doing, girl? It was really funny. Jomar is duh, an F boy. I have slept with a lot of women. Last time I hooked up was four to five hours ago. Four to five. Four to five hours four ago. It's five. precise. <laughs> um, Fernando is a nice guy. Sean, also a nice guy, obviously. Greg, oh, Greg and his beard are both F boys. Rip. He says, quote, my body count is in the two, two fifties. I have a rotation right now. And this is just intercut with a lot of footage of him at strip clubs, like smacking <laughs> women's asses. I love that he sent that to, to the casting. Incredible stuff. Incredible. It's just so good. Colin is an F boy. He says, I got so many bad girls I mess with. I can't even choose. You got to have a back behind backup. New Jared is a nice guy. CJ is shook and so am I. Shook. Chris is an F boy. He says, I'm a smooth talker. Women always go for the player. I'm what you would call lady killer. It is beyond obvious that he thinks that about himself. Yes, and he's terrible at it. Again, this is where self-proclaimed F-boy really comes into play because I don't think he pulls that off. Like, he has very little game. No, but it is – but it does tell you a lot about how he sees himself. Exactly, yeah. Second to last is Garrett, who is obviously an F-boy, and his – Casting tape is repellent. He says, <laughs> I love threesomes. I love foursomes, fivesomes. There's no way some dorky guy can fuck a girl as well as I can fuck a girl. I'm going to dick your girl down. That's it. Ugh. I was like, I want to throw up. I want to. I need to take a shower. I need Awful. to vomit. Like, I am so disgusted by this man. Uh, and we end on a cliffhanger because OG Jared's status has yet to be revealed. But before we get back to do that... We're going to take a quick break. Can you keep up? I like, love it. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, keto, vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like 
vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. And we're back. We return to the most dramatic elimination ever. And it's OG Jared's time to speak. He reveals that he came as an F-boy. I also just love when Nikki Glazer like calls him forward and she just goes, OG Jared. And it was like a very like somber reading of his name. But his name in this context is OG Jared. Incredible. I love it so much. No one is being uh, eliminated here, as Nikki then reveals. This was just to get them to reveal their statuses. And OG Jared is really trying to like have a sunny outlook. He's like, look. Now there's no secrets between us. We can start with a clean slate. She knows I came here as an F-boy. Now I can actually move forward with her. Um, And in Limbro, then, we cut to Limbro, and Nikki is giving Casey some therapy, which we will see works also as foreshadowing. He's like, I still have feelings for CJ. I think I've realized that we both use deflection to try and gain control in relationships. And I really think that we could build something together if I got a second chance. Casey is like the one F-boy that I'm sort of like, I actually do think that he and CJ would be good together. I'm such a sucker. I agree. I agree. I'm a sucker too. Also, I'm sorry. Casey's very cute. He's very cute. Uh, Especially when he puts his glasses on. I'm such a sucker. All of them in the glasses. I, I think that all yeah, of them. Yeah, OG Jared in the glasses. OG Jared in the glasses. OG Jared, I'm sorry. O, like, it's it's too much. OG Jared is doing like hipster. <laughs> he's doing drag. the most. He's he is doing like, the most. The, <laughs> he's the, doing hipster drag. The, the hugest scarves, 
the most aggressive, like, grandma glasses. It's like, we get it. You think that you're a cute nerd. I just like the glasses. I just like <laughs> I love the glasses. <laughs> but back, going back to Casey, I do think it's really interesting to hear him verbalize all of this. Like, it sounds like he's very... He's very articulate when it comes to talking about the traits that make him an FBI. Like, we we use deflection. I put them in this position where I can walk all over them. CJ seems to do the th- same thing. Like, I see my – like, it's interesting to hear him break it down in that way. And I love Nikki Glazer for being a good enough therapist to evoke that from him. She's a genius. I completely agree. She she. I wish she were my therapist. Uh, meanwhile, the men are really starting to gang up against OG Jared. They think that his declaration of love was bullshit. Jared begs to differ. He's like, I came for money. Now I'm here for Nakia. And uh, people just don't understand our profound connection. Some of the guys point out like what I think is very true, which is like, it's the ultimate F-boy move yeah. to say, I love you when you're facing elimination, like backs against the wall. They found your burner phone and all of your likes of, you know, women on Instagram's thirst traps. And you're like, I love you. Like, uh, not not a really promising moment to make that declaration. And also, now that we know, it's like all of the F-boys are like, hey, I recognize that move because I would do that too. The F-boys are like, you know, adjudicating the F-boyness of the other F-boys. We love to see it. <laughs> yeah, I actually trust – I trust them to be able to identify those things. Like, I trust that when Chris was saying that Colin was an F-boy, like, he was saying that because he could identify himself in that. I think they know what they're seeing. Takes one to know one situation. So then we get what I think is one of the most brilliant things that this show does, and that is that the women are gifted a laptop oh. to online stock the men. I love this so much. I think it's something that comes up a lot. Like when we talk about The Bachelor, there's this like whole other thing that happens as the show is airing where people are discovering things on the contestants' social media. And I love the idea of just making that explicit and bringing it into the show because it is a real part of how people date and figure each other out in the digital age. And the women are absolutely fucking gleeful about this. They're like, this is great. We're Inspector Gadget. We can find out like all the dirt about these guys. We can find out all the ways in which these men want to be seen by the world. And that will tell us a lot. And also their secret girlfriends. And their secret girlfriends, specifically (laughs) Garrett's secret girlfriend. Yeah. Um, There are no like major red flags on these accounts, you know, some of them post a lot of thirst traps. But then the women look at Garrett's Instagram. And it seems like he had a quite serious girlfriend before coming on the show. There is a post from seven weeks ago from a woman. <laughs> seven weeks ago. Of him seven kissing weeks. a woman saying, happy birthday, my love. This is not F-buddy behavior. This is no. boyfriend-girlfriend behavior to post a video with a guy of you two together saying happy birthday my love this guy sucks like this is garbage it almost seems like sarah might finally see through him don't get your hopes up that night the guys are getting ready for just a party full of honesty garrett (laughs) and og jared are finally gonna be able to pursue their relationships with transparency and respect 
because these Nothing men, if, if we know anything, uh, they're all about the truth. And the ladies arrive for the party, and Sarah sits down and is like, hey, guys, hey, everyone, uh, we looked at all your social media. Garrett, <laughs> you definitely had a girlfriend before the show. You can either pack your shit up or get on a FaceTime with me and your ex, and I don't want to talk to you until one of those things happens. I loved this. <laughs> I was just applauding for Sarah. I was like, finally, Sarah, take back your power. You do yeah. that, girl. I fucking loved this moment. And Garrett just looks like the blood all drained, you know, away from his ruddied face. <laughs> he has the ruddiest face of just... He really does. He's really not hot. He looks literally hot all the time. He's beat red. He's very sunburned. <laughs> He's very sunburned. He's not wearing enough SPF. I'm just, no. I, I don't like anything about him. Men never do, no. except no. for Mark Zuckerberg. And, you know, it's like learn moderation. Anyway, new Jared and CJ have some time together to discuss astrology or astronomy. <laughs> He's, He's like, do Jewish. you believe in astronomy? Is that something you believe she's in? Like, and she was she's like, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's science. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, it's astrology. And she's like, yes, yes. it's astrology. <laughs> but she's so giving bad. him a chance because now she knows he came in as a nice guy. He has good intentions. And she's like, I'll give you a chance, dude. He also shows up wearing overalls, which I want to – just commend as a real fashion risk. Yeah. He is like wearing a tank top with overalls where one thing is like one strap is undone. It's a whole lot of look. He's it not shows afraid. A lot of courage. Yeah. And and both of them acknowledge, you know, we've we've made judgments about the other one, but like I think we have a good connection. So let's see where this goes. Meanwhile, Garrett is like I have done this before. I'm going to just chat Sarah up and I'll be able to get out of the bind I'm in. But Sarah is like not having it. She's like, I don't want to hear you talking anymore. Garrett then does what Garrett is best at and makes himself the victim. Mm. Yeah. We're seeing Garrett pull a pivot to like, I'm, it's like I'm in a, a, an emotionally abusive relationship and getting built up and ripped down. Like it's so difficult for me. When will I know security and this love yeah, story? He's like just erased. He's like, Oh, the, the fact that I lied and prompt multiple times and prompted all of this behavior. No, 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 no. That's not the important thing. The important thing is like, what about me and my emotional safety? Who gives a shit about Sarah's? The way that he really is framing it as, like, I'm getting built up and torn down is, like, such a, like, trope of an actual abusive relationship. To hear him echo that is, like, really gross. Oh, really he's gross. disgusting. He's absolutely disgusting and manipulative. And yeah. so manipulative. Um, OG Jared and Nakia uh, connect to, to talk about how he – Used to be an F boy and how now he's maturing heavy. He's giving himself to her. I can't quite get over, maybe this is wrong to say, OG Jared has Valley Girl voice, like really pronounced yes, Valley yes. Girl voice. Yes. And every time he's talking, it it just, it startles me um, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um, but he, he also, I think in this moment, his his we were talking about his hipster attire. Mm. I felt like this was a very intentional move. He was going really soft boy mm. with the big comfy sweater and the glasses. He was like, I know I said I'm an F boy, but I'm like a little bit soft yeah. and cuddly. He's like, I'm a I'm sensi. Kind of like, I'm sensitive, yeah. 
And Nakia's like, yeah, I do have feelings for him. So they make out a bunch. And uh, it's very difficult for her to keep him in the doghouse. The next day, the women arrive to invite some of the guys on -on one-on-one dates. Uh, Garrett tells Sarah that he's prepared to FaceTime his ex to clear the air. CJ takes new Jared on a date. Sarah takes Josh and Nakia takes OG Jared. And so CJ and new Jared uh, are having sort of a formal tea party, which is also a, a beautiful callback because he has previously made her what she says is the best tea she's ever had and talk about their connection. It goes really well. He says, you know, the people in the house, they say nice things about you, but they're afraid to talk to you. And, like, they think you're this closed box. And CJ says, my box is wide open. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really cool. Emotional <laughs> connection is happening, you know? The steps are so being they taken. Make out. It's banter. They make it's out. banter. <laughs> you know what? I think it's I, – I like seeing them together. They do have sort of, like, a fun, a fun energy. Meanwhile, Sarah and Josh, poor sweet Josh, they're going kayaking and Josh is like, I've been patient. This is my time. And he's like, you know, Sarah, like, where's your head at? And he's obviously asking her about their relationship. But Sarah's like, actually, my head is completely in Garrett land. I'm thinking a lot about Garrett's social media and I would love to talk to you about it. (laughs) Josh really takes this in stride. He's like, I guess – this is a chance for me to be supportive of her. Yeah. But like, oh, what a great opportunity for you, Josh. Josh. <laughs> Poor baby. It's really so, like going on a date and the other person the whole time is just like in floods of tears. Just like, and then I found out he had a girlfriend and like, I don't right. know. I know I should just like let him go. But like, it's really hard because I'm so into him. And you're like, what? A, like, hi, like, I don't have a girlfriend. Like, we're on <laughs> right. a date right now. Poor Josh uh, does his best. And Sarah, I just don't know if she's ready for that in her life. Like, she's still at the dating the terrible dudes that she likes, even though they're bad for her stage. And I know. She's not at the Josh Toyota Camry stage. Uh, Nakia and Jared just are sort of on a beach, just, like, lounging. This is their MO. That's, like, all they do. <sighs> yeah. And... uh Jared is like, I'm not going to go back to being an F-boy. And Nakia's like, oh, that's great. I love that for you. (laughs) There's just no way. There's no proof ever. It's always just like, but are you going to be an F-boy in the future? And they're like, I am not. And she's like, but you're an F-boy, so I can't trust you. I also don't think that developing feelings for someone is necessarily a signal that you're not going to be shitty to them in the future. Like, it's just like. This is like, this is another the thing. The un- unfortunate truth about relationships is that you cannot, yeah. in fact, prevent someone from being shitty to you, no matter yeah, right. what you do. Witness the fact right. that Garrett had a girlfriend. So clearly having <laughs> right. a girlfriend does not prevent you from being an F-boy. Exactly. Um, so they they make Speaking out. Speaking of that girlfriend. Beach. Yeah. And then, we, <laughs> and then we get back to that girlfriend. So after the date, Garrett goes to the villa. Um, for this FaceTime with his ex and Sarah. Nikki and CJ are watching from the balcony. I love their love. It's beautiful. It's so sweet. We see uh, the the ex-girlfriend, Lauren, on Zoom with them. She looks very calm. She looks very relaxed. 
which seems like an unusual approach if you're getting a FaceTime from your recent ex and his new love interest. She also just has has like full on Instagram model. Oh, face. she's beautiful. She's made for the gram. Yeah. Uh, and she's yeah, she seems very chill. Sarah's like, thank you for being here for this job interview. You have <laughs> made it to the final round. We're not offering you the position, but um, you are serving as a reference for Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> and she affirms like they are not currently in a relationship, but yes, they were. I can't tell if it's the editing or if it's awkwardness in the conversation, but the answers are so weird. Like they're so Sarah stilted. will say, Are you in a relationship? And there will be a long pause, and then Lauren will go, Yeah. Or no. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. And then well, were you before? Long pause. And then Lauren will not nod a little bit. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like she's looking for a signal from Garrett. That's really what it felt like. And mm. then Garrett asks, do you think I'm ready for another relationship? And this is when she gives like a full sentence answer. She's like, look, that's not a question I can answer. That's only a question you can answer. And then Sarah says, is Garrett someone I can trust? Again, we get a long pause. But ultimately she says, mm-hmm. 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 I'm like, yeah. that is not convincing. That is not convincing <laughs> at all. Also, at this point, Garrett victimizes himself again and walks out. I'm like, Garrett, this woman just said, yes, you are trustworthy. Like, what are you concerned about? He's like, I'm so upset. My privacy has been violated. Like, I don't want Sarah to know all my secrets. Like, your privacy... That you're trustworthy? Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I don't want my privacy violated around the fact that I'm very trustworthy in relationships. That's offensive to me. Also, Garrett, you literally specifically said, I consent to this happening. Let's set up a call. Like, also, this woman has given nothing away. Like, yeah. like if you wanted your privacy to not be violated, this is the person. Like, She's no privacy has been violated other than, like, yes, you were in a relationship, which we, like, already knew from right. multiple sources. So, but Sarah yeah. seems, like, somehow mollified by this entire yeah. thing. Yeah. Eventually, Lauren, after Garrett leaves, really vouches for him. She's like, he's only ever been good to me. He's multifaceted. You know, he can be really vulnerable. And, like, he's great. CJ and Nakia are having my reaction, which is these two people are in fucking cahoots. Like, Lauren is not acting like a recent ex who had a good experience. Mm. She is acting like someone who is in league with this guy. Like, she's just waiting for him to come back so they can continue dating, hopefully with money to share. That is what I think is going on here. And unfortunately, Sarah does not seem to pick that up. She's like, yeah, that seems good. And Garrett comes back and cries. And this is, I will say, a good example of emotionally manipulative tears. It is so, so transparent. Like So transparent. Oh my God. He's like working himself up to crying. He's like, my boundaries were crossed. And it's just how much more torture do I have to take from you, Sarah? How much? torture you can see him like biting his lip to make himself cry he's like i'm gonna like evoke some pain and then i'm gonna weep it's like i hate this shit and gives a really constipated (laughs) look i hate this shit yeah (laughs) and he can do it really easily because his face is already so red exactly it really works he always looks like he's just been crying i mean he's like it really reminds me of this awful relationship i was in where she just kept breaking up with me and then coming back and like, and I'm like 
That's not what we're talking about, though. We're talking about how you keep revealing that you are unworthy of trust in very, like, concrete and and clear ways. And if that's what happened in your previous relationship, then you probably weren't a victim in that either. Not that I believe that relationship ever existed. Oh, my God, he got to me. For a moment, I thought that relationship story was real, you guys. (laughs) I'm weak. So that night, Colin is still going hard at OG Jared and his love declaration. And in fact, it seems like all the guys don't really believe that Jared was They have un- they have unionized against OG Jared. <laughs> come Which together. again, we love. We love to see that, but it's like <laughs> pick your battles. They they're doing something very weird where they're just like how can you prove that you are falling in love with her? And he's like cuz I said I am. And I'm still saying I am. That's that's what proof ever exists that you're in love with someone. Um, Colin tries to really like set some traps for him. He's like, do you even know her last name? Does and Colin Jared's know like, her last definitely name? Definitely not. <laughs> I'm like, you're yeah. on a reality show. None of you know each other's last names or that's cell not phone part numbers. Of the process. That's yeah. not part of the process. And Jared is just getting increasingly pissed and Colin sees an opportunity like Jared and Nakia move to the side to have a one-on-one chat and Colin's like this is my chance OG Jared's a hothead I'm gonna get him to blow up in front of Nakia so he just starts like needling Jared in front of Nakia and it works and finally Nakia is just like pterodactyl pterodactyl so Sarah and CJ run over and try to assist in mediating the situation. Finally, what Colin says as his actual evidence is that Jared has been running around to the different cottages, to the different guys, gathering information so that he can manipulate Nakia. And Mm. he says that Jared said that he wasn't going to be with Nakia after the show. That's a real allegation. This is like a a real accusation. Um, And Nakia is just like, fuck this, I'm done. And she's like clearly very upset. She's like, crying she's like everything is about a competition here like that's not what i want like it's clear that even the way they're coming to her is is less about her and more about the competition and you know even the 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 only real allegation to me was that he said he would didn't plan to be with nikia after the show because i want to know more about what you mean by him running around to the cottages gathering me information too. like be specific like i need well, to cuz that sounds like maybe maybe he just wants more to know more about her right he's just like i'm curious about this girl that i like yeah like i need more on that before i trust their characterization Maybe I'm a sucker, but I kind of believe OG Jared. Something about him doesn't come off as, like, full-scale fuckboy to me. I think there is a possibility that he's open to a relationship for real. I don't know. Maybe I'm a sucker. Maybe I'm a sucker, too, but I kind of feel that. I think he, like, has a crush on her. Like, yeah. I, it, like it seems like he, like... but like I think he, he like likes her. Like, I think Garrett I think is full of her. shit. I think OG Jared is certainly at least, like, not as full of shit as Garrett. And that brings us to eliminations. Nakia shows up in just, like, a an incredible orange jumpsuit. She's still processing last night's, quote, manfrontation. And Garrett is feeling very nervous. He's like, did Lauren do her job and get me out of the doghouse? <laughs> and Nikki arrives and says, 
again, obviously there's a twist. She's like, the women actually aren't nominating their bottom two this week. They're picking their top three. Like, this is our signal that we are getting in to the final weeks of this competition. It's time for a love story. At this point, we've had, like, more twist eliminations than non-twist ones. Like, it's a lot. It's a, it's a con- continual change to the structure. And so CJ picks Sean and new Jared. But she does not pick a third. She's like, I just want to focus on these two relationships. Sarah picks Josh, welcome, and Garrett. Of course. Nakia picks Fernando, Colin, and Greg. But then, because CJ only chose two people, there is another spot open. And so Nakia is also able to save OG Jared. Like, almost like she, she was protecting herself from OG Jared. And then they were like, are you sure? And she's like, no, I'll take OG Jared. (laughs) (laughs) And this means that Chris and Jomar, both F-boys, are eliminated. And before the episode ends, we get a glimpse into Limbro, where Chris and Jomar are settling in. And Casey has had a lot of time to think about where he's gone wrong and how much he misses CJ. So the next morning, he gets up, makes a run for it down the beach to the road and is ready to hitchhike his way back to his lady because he has been reformed. It's They're turning this into a real like hero arc, like the Odyssey. It's it's wild. I've never seen anything like this on a dating show. I loved it. I thought it was so absurd. <laughs> and I was like, here for it. Again, like this is how we get Casey to be humbled, but still allow him to return because he is a genuine connection. Yeah. And I thought it was great. We're giving him his hero's journey, his quest. CJ is the grail. Like, I, I'm obsessed. Like, I can't <laughs> wait to find out what happens. That is it for this bonus episode of Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Thanks so much to our guest, Sandra Ellen, who writes the fantastic On the Media newsletter. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon, and Emma Gray, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Harry Huggins. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like the show, please rate us five stars and leave a review. And more importantly, tell all of your friends who used to listen to us as Here to Make Friends. Help us get the word out about our new name. You can also find us on Twitter at Love to See It Pod and Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back soon to recap the third and final installment of F Boy Island. Stitcher. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.